It's time for the Peacock and Williamson Week 11 six-pack of picks, our six favorite games. We've also got a pretty good one on Thursday night, the Titans at the Green Bay Packers, six feet of snow headed toward Buffalo <laughs> this week. And I think game of the week, which is the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings, all that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I want to start with this Buffalo game and six feet of snow that is going to start <laughs> falling pretty soon here in Buffalo. And if it's six feet of snow, Matt, I think they'll do a pretty good job of keeping it off the field. And then whatever falls while the game is happening could make for a certain situation. But the weather can also be a great equalizer, right? With the Buffalo Bills hosting... Sure. The Cleveland Browns, not only an equalizer because of snow on the ground, but an equalizer because of fans in the seats. If there's six feet of snow, you can't even get to the game, right? So uh, if if fans can't get there, just why not move it and throw it in a dome? Yeah, and I guess there's some talk of that. Um, it'd be difficult for the people to get the seats clear. Like, I'm sure the field will be clear unless there's snow pouring down during the game, which I think yeah. most of that's supposed to be done. Yeah, they're not. Um, I've already seen yeah. the memes pouring in of like Devin Singletary's five foot seven won't be able to see over the snow. There's not going to be, they're <laughs> not going to be playing in six feet of snow. That's just going to be what total right. Falls. The field will probably be okay and playable. That's not even the biggest problem. They're not going to dig tunnels for plays to run routes and things. <laughs> yeah. you know, right. Funny yeah. football. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I do think the field will be clear. Um, I would think, you know, Allen obviously can handle weather. I'm going to just call it weather. I mean, I'm sure there'll be extreme weather to some degree. He can handle it very well. But I think the, the Browns run game handles it very well, too. And the thing I always think about with weather is it, it favors a good running team. It certainly narrows the gap between highly talented teams and not as talented teams. But it also slows down pass rushers a lot. People don't think about that. But you don't get the same get off. You don't get the same footing. And Miles Garrett's tremendous, but I think that hurts the Bills more than it hurts the Browns. And you got to think the, the this is the game where you go straight to the under in that situation, right? If yeah. this team happens in Buffalo, you know, funny things can happen. Teams can still score a lot. You know, there's uh, I always think of Shady McCoy, like he's running as fast <laughs> as he always did and cuts just like he always did on snow, and nobody else is. It was it was a wild thing, and you Weird, kinda, yeah. don't know exactly who your mutters are sometimes until you get into those games in that weather. But the Buffalo Bills favored by eight points. Like to me, you just got to take the under. You got to take the Browns because of their abil ability to run the ball against the spread. I'm saying here, just to, because that weather can be the great equalizer. And then if tomorrow we find out the games at Ford Field in in Detroit, then I, I think it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and if it is, or if it looks like the weather's not going to be a massive equalizer, I'm laying the eight. I mean, I think that's an angry. 
uh, embarrassed Bills team. You know, I'm going to say the same thing about the Eagles a little bit. These great teams that stubbed their toe and had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. I bet they get it right, and I just don't want to be the opponent that faces them next. That happens to be Cleveland, who has a pretty bad defense from top to bottom. So, yeah, I'm going to take the points, assuming weather stinks. But if it's okay or it's just a small factor, I want the Bills here. Do you remember yesterday when I brought up uh, our colleague James Rapine, who ran the EPA per play numbers after week two when, you know, because the Bengals had such, he covers the Bengals for Locked On Bengals. Uh, And the Bengals were so bad the first couple of weeks of the year. If you looked at EPA per play, offense and defense combined, the Bengals were the best team in the NFL from week three on. But the Bills, that, that same graph hurt the Bills quite a bit because the Bills came off to a hot start. Mm. And Josh Allen's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns in recent weeks. And so the Bills are, are not playing prime football right now. Um, they're still a very good football team, but they're sure. not a powerhouse team that at the, to start of the year is like, oh my gosh, the Bills are frightening to play against. I don't know if they are that right now. So, um, it, you know, they dropped down to, they were still in the top 10 teams, but they were no longer one, two, or three looking at it since week two from week three on and especially the last couple of weeks and you know a couple of bad josh allen interceptions he's dealing with the elbow problems so uh, this is kind of the time you want to play the bills i i i think the total opposite to be honest with you you think I it's just, a, a yeah. slap in the face wake up call and they bounce back similar to what yeah. we saw with we've seen it with aaron Rodgers and tom brady and you have right, that right. sort of a quarterback they're not going to stay down for long yeah i'm gonna say the same thing about the eagles you're like i don't want to play them after they got embarrassed on monday night in a game they should win nine out of ten times and i'm not you know know, selling the vikings short but the the bills went a long way to lose that game more than minnesota did to win it and i just trust those organizations i'm sitting here looking at epa and buffaloes in the top five on offense and defense you know like they're so, so pretty good. I mean, yes. even though they're down from week two, they're still pretty good. And if they can cut down on the turnovers and the weather doesn't equalize this thing, I think they blow basically any opponent's doors off and the Browns are the unlikely opponents and their defense is bad. Do you almost want this game to get moved, even though it's your home field if you're the Bills? This is a much bigger conversation. Well, if it's the Bills, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I thought you were going to say, do I? I don't like weather games. Despite being a Pittsburgh guy and growing up with the steel curtain, and you know, I I, I like I I don't like weather to bring teams closer together. Like an NFC championship game in minus twenties, you know, degrees in Green Bay to me isn't the best way to figure out who should go to the Super Bowl. I agree, but as a fan sitting yeah. at home on the couch watching, I like it when the snows come. It is cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I don't care who wins, or you know, right. right. Uh, so you mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles, then that means you have the Eagles winning big over the Colts. Jeff Saturday in yes. his first game as interim head coach, the the Colts have a big win. Four, five, and one now are the Indianapolis Colts and the visiting eight and one Eagles favored by seven. Yeah, and I do think there is a a, a negative, a a question with the Eagles as well, and it's their run defense. And Jordan Davis is out. But even all year, like a couple of weeks ago when I was previewing it for Eagle Steelers, they were given five yards a carry. And Washington exploited that. They didn't get big runs. They only averaged 3.1 yards a carry, but they ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. I guarantee the Colts are going to try to do the same thing. And Taylor's going to get the ball over and over and over. But they're not playing the Raiders this week. You know, I mean, I just don't think that the Colts can hang with an angry 
embarrassed Eagles team that can play any way you want. But I do think one thing to keep an eye on, and we're recording this Thursday morning, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith are both fighting some something, and Goddard's out. I mean, I bet the receivers play, but all of a sudden, they're getting hit a little bit with injuries, too. That's a big deal. Uh, A.J. Yeah. Brown might be uh, he's at least top three, might be the best receiver in the league this year like he's played that good when you look mm-hmm. at all the metrics and and what he's done for that eagles offense so that would be a big loss and on paper this is one where i would want to say oh this is a good matchup for the colts because of their identity and running the ball and jonathan mm-hmm. taylor and that's the one weakness the eagles have is that run defense but coming off that loss um i do think it was a wake-up call for the eagles and, and the eagles aren't a team i'm going to want to play this week and uh I, I heard jason kelsey on his podcast with his brother travis this week and he said we're not blaming the refs that's that's losers mentality there were <laughs> you make your own luck kind of thing it shouldn't have come down to those plays there's so many other plays in the game that it was on us and just you know you hear that attitude and the mentality is like oh man yeah i, I don't want to be going up against jason kelsey in the eagles this week yeah i just think that you're walking into a bad situation and do i trust the colts no, I mean, I think that they ran over a bad Raiders defense last week. Although, as we know, it is a chaotic year in the NFL, so anything is possible. And home dogs, man, and your your strength yeah. is the one weakness of the Eagles. I want to get, I want to take those points in the Colts, but I, I just, I don't think I can do it this week. By the way, I not under told, seven points too. Like yeah. I think that should be like eight and a half. Right? You know, it was eleven and a half. It's like okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, seven points, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, I was informed, by the way, Matt, by a listener, uh, I was 13 of 14 with the picks last week in oh, this yeah. chaotic league against the spread. How well done. That? Well done. You must have taken really? a lot of dogs, a lot of unders, you know. Yeah, and I'm glad that the uh, listeners are paying attention on weeks when we make good picks versus some other weeks. That I, I don't want to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you don't need to let us know whenever we're 2 and 10. Uh, all right, so let's move along. We got game of the week this week. I, In my opinion, Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings, an AFC North and AFC East matchup, as well as Thursday night football preview coming up on this episode of Peacock and Williamson. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Blue Nile. Blue Nile is making your milestone moment more memorable. Make that moment sparkle. Whether you're looking to pop the question, uh, you want to buy something for mom for the holidays, that special gift for that special someone, trying to take your relationship maybe to the next level, even if you're not trying to get engaged Blue Nile can help. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler, offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has already helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. You pick the diamond, you pick the size and clarity and setting style. Then Blue Nile gets to work and their jewelers will handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. And my favorite part is the help that you can get when you are looking for such a gift because I'm terrible at buying these types of gifts. Blue Nile is jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. And Blue Nile is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Overnight shipping is available. Ship for free in discreet packaging as well. So that moment won't get spoiled. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, promo code LOCKEDON. I'm definitely a shop online guy. I hate getting stuck in Black Friday crowds. It's super uncomfortable, but you know what is super comfortable? 
is Tommy John's and shopping Tommy John's Black Friday sale from your couch. Super duper comfortable. And actually, better yet, go order Tommy John's first and then do the rest of your Christmas shopping uh, in, in those Tommy John's. And you'll probably realize how comfortable they are. You probably want to go back to Tommy John's and buy some more. When you give your loved ones Tommy John, they're that much more comfortable so that everyone can do everything better. The sweats, the underpants, the shirts. It's amazing how soft and comfortable these uh, these items are. And I got some from Tommy John's and I was like, come on, how comfortable can they be? <laughs> is the most comfortable thing I have. And the, the thing I wear at night and when I go to sleep in the sweatpants when it's cold, the winter time is hitting. Oh man, I, I love them so much. So shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself with brand new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now and get 30% off as well. Site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. 30% off everything now at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. That is TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Let's get into this one. The six and three Dallas Cowboys are traveling to Minnesota to face the eight and one Vikings. The Vikings now with the Eagles loss on Monday night football last week are uh, now tied for the best record, Matt, in the NFL. They're a team that we have disrespected. Uh, there's one that was one of the picks I did get right last week. And, and I had the Vikings uh, over the bills uh, against the spread just because we're sleeping on this team, seeing Jeff, Justin Jefferson go up and do everything. Kirk Cousins is playing some pretty good ball. He, he made a couple of really nice throws, and then he had some Kirk cousins moments as well. But the, the team is playing good, man, under oh, yeah. Coach Kevin O'Connell, who's another guy who, you know, Coach of the Year candidate, right, for the Minnesota Vikings. But Dallas, though, on the road, favored by one and a half. So to me, come on, man, quit sleeping on those Vikings at home, getting points. That's easy for me. Yeah, home dog that has one loss and is just, just just beat the Bills. I mean, what am I missing here? I have a lot of respect for Dallas. Don't get me wrong. I think their defense is probably the the best unit of the four, but I still don't think that secondary has great answers for Jefferson and even Hawkinson. Um, Cousins might be outplaying Dak this year. I mean, I'd rather have Dak, but Cousins is probably having the better year. The Vikings D is solid. I'm just going to take the home team here in – Kind of a coin flip game on a neutral, you know, neutral site, but in Minnesota, and you're going to give me a point. Sure, right, exactly. Uh, we falling into a trap there. Uh, th- there's something. There's something right, happening. Right, right. Um, and, and I don't know where this line started. I do have the the where the line started to begin the week, and I can find them in a second. Maybe there's something where uh, just overwhelming money's coming in and pushing it more towards the Dallas Cowboys side of things. Um, Dallas coming off of a game. Maybe this is a little bit of a, you know, a moment I was thinking it's something to do with, game. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too, is everyone uh, assumes Dallas is going to come back strong. But I mean, it, maybe. Yeah, Michael Parsons a little banged up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't see why, like this should be the game where it's like, oh, I like the Cowboys. I think this is going to be tight. Give me the Cowboys with points. The Vikings getting points just doesn't add up to me. So no. maybe there's something big we're missing. Let us know in the comments on YouTube or at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, if you think you know why this line is the way it is. Yeah, I don't get it. So I'll take the points in the home team. I'm not sure who's the better team, to be honest with you, but um, that's enough. Of, that's all I need. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I need. Tough place to if play. If you think it's going to be tight anyway, you mm-hmm. know, just give me the points. And then it's the home team. A team that's playing really good football. So there we go. 
How about the AFC East? This has turned right. into uh, a really good football game here with uh, in a division where every single team is over 500 right now. We've got the six and three Jets at the five and four Patriots, New England at home, favored by a field goal. And we saw this game a couple of weeks ago. Um, New England won. I think they'll have about five or so. Uh, I, I ran over to our friends here at Bet Online saying, I'm going under on this. The over under is 38. I mean, I still kind of lean towards a game in the teens and maybe even the low teens. Both these defenses are really, really good. And New England's in the conversation for best defense in the league, which is utterly amazing to me because I bet a lot of our listeners can't name more than three defensive starters for the Patriots. But these quarterbacks are bad. I mean, I've been losing faith at a rapid pace on Mac Jones. Zach Wilson's showing some glimmers, but I don't trust either quarterback against these defenses. So where I'm going with this is 13-10, 12-9. I'll take points, but I think the Patriots win. I know Buffalo's not next door to New England, but is there going to be some weather coming mm, through? There must be, yeah. In the Northeast, and so could that even factor in? I'm trying to look right now. It looks like just you know clouds maybe, so no, nothing crazy in the forecast uh, for uh, for Foxborough. But, um, yeah, this is a game. Uh, by the way, we were talking about their no-name defense. How about Jack Jones? Can we bring up Jack Jones? He's like, good. Bill Belichick does this yes. every single time, right? You let J.C. Jackson go. And this guy that nobody knows his name, Jack Jones, is all of a sudden, you know, the top cornerback grade on PFF. They're, they're playing good football. Um, so it, it's crazy. Like he, it he is. He still does that every single time. There's some other things that are wrong with the roster, and, and the team's not playing amazing. But, again, they're outplaying the names that are on their roster. Mac Jones is playing some of the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, they had Bailey Zappi, first-round or a fifth round rookie come in and play as well. And they're still five and four and they're still finding really good players, starting caliber NFL players on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Jonathan Jones as well. I mean, all the Jones boys are, Joneses, are yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all playing really well. You're seeing things like um, four safety sets from them. You know, um, Judon's been really good. Belichick knows a thing or two and real quick note on their corners. I've been told that, I mean, Belichick gets a lot of credit for a lot of stuff, but he is a defensive back mastermind that people don't talk about a lot. And one of the reasons is he's very good at keeping it simple for his corners. You know, that we don't ask them to do a lot. We ask them to do two or three things and do it really, really well. And then they go to some other team and they nom the awesome them and ask them to do all kinds of stuff that they don't know how to do, you know, right? Yep. You know, like, like JC Jackson. Yeah, and, and that's not good. Injuries are, are part of why that's not going great for uh, for the Chargers right. so far. This I, is this is why I like the Patriots in this game because Jets coming off a bye, kind of slow start, and then if the Patriots go up, that plays right into Bill's hands. Zach Wilson can he throw his team back mm-hmm. to win this game? They don't have as dynamic a running game without Brees Hall anymore. The Jets, so yeah, I do like the Patriots in this one at home. Okay, I'm just going to take the points, but I think New England wins. Next, Matt, we've got the Bengals and your Steelers, AFC North. Are the Steelers completely out of it? A different team with TJ Watt and the Chiefs and Chargers on Sunday night football. And, of course, Thursday nighter as well, the Titans at the Packers. 
Our friends at Bet Online have all the lines, all the odds, everything you need, including the lines we're mentioning today for Week 11 and beyond. New Super Bowl odds, new prop bets, not just NFL football, either at BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting, stats, news, and analysis. And of course, that analysis is important. You want to be informed before you go make your bets. Get the latest odds and trends on every professional and amateur league out there, NFL NBA, we're talking college sports, motor sports, esports, you name it, they've got it at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at betonline, where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Bengals, Steelers, Matt. Can the Steelers make a run? Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterback, starting to figure things out. You go back to when Big Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie quarterback, and uh, that was a pretty good Steelers football team based on a running game and defense and not asking your quarterback to do too much. T.J. Watt clearly makes this a different defense. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick's got something that's going to keep him out for this week, but maybe back soon, right? Uh, he had an appendectomy, an emergency appendectomy that kept him out of last game. Little birdies told me that he might play in this one. Yeah, I've crazy. heard that after one week, it's possible to come yeah. back from the internet doctors. So uh, we'll see, which would be huge for the Steelers. But uh, as we mentioned earlier, the, the famous chart by our friends at Locked On Bengals, James Rapine, after week two, the Bengals, EPA per play, are, are the best team when you put offense and defense combined in the NFL. So they're playing better football right now than we saw earlier on in the year. Uh, where, where are we at with this game, Matt? Because I know you've done a lot of work on it. Oh, so much. And Burrow's playing amazing. I mean, he's thrown two picks since that Steeler game where he threw five or six or whatever it was. I mean, they were you know, very not ready for that game. The Steelers got them on the, on a good time the first time was, around a week. That was one. week one, right? Yeah, and the Bengals didn't. He was coming. He was coming off an appendectomy, and the Bengals hadn't played any of their offensive players the whole preseason, which was a huge mistake, and they were in a big hole. Um, I think the Bengals win. I think they're definitely the better team. They have very few weaknesses, but if you're going to give me four points at home, Tomlin in a division game with Watt back. I'm in. And you mentioned the defense is a lot better with Watt. Here's one of the stats I dug up is they allow four and a half yards per play when TJ Watts on the field, six yards per play when he's not. I mean, that's a yard and a half difference when he's not on the field. That's How, a huge number. If you're not familiar with yards per play, that that's rather large. One would be like the best in the league for the year. One would be like the worst in the league for the year. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's that big a difference. Yards per passing attempt, 8.2 Versus 6.3. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Pass attempt, not completions. Two, almost two yards difference. Force a sack on 9.5% of the dropbacks they face against 3.9% of the dropbacks they face. And this one's insane to me, too. Watt has 15 sacks in his last seven home games. <laughs> that's insane. I was going to pick the Bengals, but... Because I, I thought four points wasn't quite enough for where mm -hmm. the Bengals are at. But, man, seeing the Steelers with T.J. Watt last week and home dog getting four points, can the, Steelers keep, can the Steelers keep it close, keep it within a field goal? I think they can. And too. maybe, Matt, you help get me off the fence a little bit. <laughs> uh, straight up, give me the Bengals. Uh, I'm with you, though. 
let me take those those points and those home dogs. They've been working really good for me this year so far. Yeah, it's a strange little Bengals nugget, and I don't know if it's you know, the division starting to get a beat on them, but they're 0-3 in the division, and if you isolate what they've done against the AFC North versus not the AFC North, it's almost as stark as those Watt numbers. Like, phenomenal, destroying everyone that's not in the division. Average like 17 points a game against the division. Like, uh, maybe there's a book on them that I don't know about, that the, the teams that know them do. Chiefs to Chargers Sunday night football. The seven and two Chiefs are favored by six at the Los Angeles five and four Chargers. Well, I'm going to operate under the assumption that we're getting Williams and Allen and some actual weapons for Herbert. And I think this is shootout galore. I, I think this is start all your fantasy guys, guns a blazing. It's not in Kansas City. Not that it's really a positive that it's in L.A., but it's not in Kansas City. A night game in Kansas City, ugh, no thanks. I'm taking the points in like a 35-32 Chiefs win. If Keenan Allen and Mike Williams right. do play and they were back on the practice field Wednesday, which is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a big problem not having those out there. And I just watched – the the chargers play the 49ers did a lot of work on the chargers and justin herbert is definitely not the problem there with what's no. uh what ails the chargers it's injuries and you know maybe the offensive coordinating maybe you know the coaching is is not helping out a lot um but it really helps if you're just playing trying to play straight up and you're not winning because of scheme it helps to have your your jimmy's jimmy's and joe's out there if you're not winning with x's exactly. and, yeah. and keenan allen and mike williams would be such a help to uh, to Justin Herbert there um, and their biggest weakness is their run defense. And that's not really the strength of the Kansas city chiefs either. Exactly. So yeah. in a whole bunch of points, this game, not in Kansas city. I'm with you, Matt. Uh, I'm going to take the points here with that home underdog once again. Yeah. I mean, I like Kansas city to win it. I mean, they, they usually own the division and they are the better team, but neither of these defenses is great. And I think that if the chargers have their guys, their offense can be great and just not chief level. Great. I will say, though, I would not be shocked at all by Chiefs win, even a Chiefs blowout win. I, I do mm -hmm. think the Chiefs might be the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's starting but to look the, that way. But the, the difference between the best team and the fifth worst team might not be that big in the NFL this year. That's the That's, that's the a good point. I, I don't think you'll see Juju or Hardman. I'm excited to see if Tony gets even more of an expanded role. Right, Tony and Sky Moore is going to be that yeah, kind of a game. Sky yeah. Moore hasn't gotten any traction either as a, as a high draft pick. No, he hasn't. But Tony looks great, but he's – He's these, you know, great yards per route run guy, but he runs 15 routes. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not traditional, like, right. receiver-y stuff either. So we're going to wrap this up with the yeah, Thursday Nighter here? Football, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I was hoping the Titans were – I was hoping I was going to be able to go home dog here again with the Green Bay Packers, but the Packers are actually favored in this football game at 4-6, and six, hosting the 6-3 and three Titans. You know me. I hate road Thursday Nighters. You know, I almost always take the home team. However, <laughs> Green Bay's run defense is awful, and Henry's going to get the ball 9,000 times. I expect this to be an ugly, muck-it-up type of game, and that's just Vrabel's game. You know, I mean, I, I know LaFleur's won a lot of games in this league as a head coach, but I give a big coaching nod in a game like this where both teams want to play it close to the vest and run it to the Titans. And if you're going to give me three, I'll take the points. I'm thinking like 21-20 Packers. Right. I, I'm thinking take the under, uh, give me the points just because, you know, I think this game can go within a field goal one way or the other uh, with the Titans running the heck out of the football. Mm -hmm. And uh, unless we've seen that 
the light switch really turn on for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and uh, you know Christian Watson's going to become that guy now after three touchdown catches last week. I have a feeling he doesn't catch three touchdown passes though in this game. So I'm with you that you give me the points here, but it's so hard for those away teams on Thursday night that I can't really pick a full you know upset Titans win here, even though they have a, a much better record than the Packers do. Yeah, I mean I think it's a very close one. Points are important to me. Derrick Henry's important to me. Vrabel's important to me. But I hate the road dog. Should we'll we get a decent one, though? Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be a good game, and it'll be interesting to see if, if the Packers did turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. They're too talented of a team to be four and six right now. And if if Christian Watson, we have some up. of that speed and his breakaway routes there that Rodgers is going to start to trust, because I really do feel like there's a trust issue going on with Rodgers. Um, but he hasn't been playing great either. And and uh, there's so much for the defense to do better than they have. And maybe they started to figure things out. So we'll see. And I think we'll learn a lot about the Packers. I think Thursday night, I think we already know exactly who the Titans are. Yeah. And last note, I'm glad you mentioned Watson because I wanted to bring him up is the, the Titans cornerback situation is really, really rough right now. They keep drafting them and guys keep getting hurt or not being able to play. I wonder if Watson blows up or do we say that might have been a flash in the pan last week? Like it's kind of a pivotal time in his career, I think. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back making picks for the rest of week 11 plus any late breaking news during the week right here. Peacock and Williamson.